Thank you very much, Kevin. Um, like Kevin said, for those of you who don't know who I am, my name's Alec. Um, I am Isabel's brother and Margaret's boy. Um, and we bide in, or I'm a pastor at a church called Ealing Christian Centre in West London. Um, and it's brilliant to be here with you. Um, let's pray before we go any further. So, Father, we thank you for your goodness, your grace, your mercy, your peace. God, we thank you that you are here. God, we thank you for the Christmas story. We thank you for that moment that we get to declare Emmanuel, God, with us. And we pray that this morning as we gather around your word, that, God, it will speak life to us. It will speak truth. And, God, that you will be at the center of everything we do. In your almighty, precious name. Amen. Amen. Luke 2, 8 says this. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes, and laying in a major. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heavens, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was laying in a manger. When they had seen them, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered, and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Amen. Look, Dada, it's amazing. These are the words that my two-year-old will often hear um, constantly. That every so often, so when we take him to different things, and for the first time that he sees something, he will grab us and he will begin to pull at our jumper, and he will say, look, Dada, it's amazing. We took him to the Christmas lights in London two weeks ago. And as we're there, he's looking at these lights. And as he's looking every so often from his buggy, all we hear is, look, Dada, it's amazing. The, his favorite movie right now is The Good Dinosaur. And I care if you've ever seen it, but we've watched it a million times over the last week. And there's a, a point in The Good Dinosaur for um, the dinosaur and his dad are going through a field. And as they're going through the field, there's all these fireflies begin to flee. And they begin to light up the sky. And every time Xander sees it, even though he's seen it for the millionth time, he stops and he goes, look, Dada, it's amazing. And it's just an incredible thing that as we walk through the streets at Elan, Farber Bide, and West London, as we take the same route, so we, we bide about a 10-minute walk for the church, and we walk the same route every single day. And at nighttime, as we walk the route home, as he sees, ah, the Christmas lights, he points at them, and he looks at him, and he says, look, Dada, it's amazing. 
That this is the same boy that he still says it today. It's the same boy that stood up at the tap of the bus for Elam Broadway to our house, which is about a 15-minute journey at the beginning of November, and decided to scream, Merry Christmas, everybody! And he is still as excited today about Christmas as he was at the beginning of November. But my question for you this morning is, when was the last time you stopped and went, wow, it's amazing. That is this incredible thing. So um, as a pastor, I get the joy uh, um, pastoring a church that is in a place called Elan. And we meet in a grade two listed Al Cinema that was built in 1930. That for you, from Fort Waka into our building for the very first time, they stop and they go, wow. And it is like, so when you walk in, or auditorium seats about a thousand folk, and when you walk into it, you see it's got like this Spanish villa sort of theme to it. We've got a Romeo and Juliet balcony up in the top left-hand side, or his gold awai, and it is just, Wow. And every time somebody walks into our building that hasn't been in before, they go, wow, I didn't realize this place was so big. Wow, this place is incredible. Now, I've been walking into that same building every day for the last eight years. And when I walk in, the, the last words that appear from my mood is, wow. I look at my building and I see the holes. Um, we've just finally renovated some of our toilets. But when you go into our toilets, they go, Oh, these aren't very good. They're not as fancy as your toilets here. Um, but we've just dean up our toilets, or we've started dean up some of our toilets. So for the last two weeks or three weeks since our toilets have been open, I've had loads of folk come and going, wow, aren't our toilets amazing? And I go, they're just toilets. But it's amazing that when you've seen something hour and hour and hour, all of a sudden you stop seeing the amazement. You stop seeing the, the awe of it was there. And it's interesting because as we read these stories, as we read the Christmas story, the first time you hear it, you go, wow, it's amazing. Like, think about a story. You've got a, a Virgin Mary, for an angel appears to Wow, it's amazing. The her husband or her fiance at the time is not too sure about a story that she is marking up. The, the truth is, the only person that kens that Mary was a virgin is Mary. Like, Joseph has no idea. And he goes to sleep one night and an angel appears. And he says, no, 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 she's telling the truth. And he goes, wow, it's amazing. And you go for there, and then you hear an incredible story of angels and shepherds and fields by night, and their air sitting looking after their flocks, and all of a sudden the heavenly hosts appear, and they go, wow, it's amazing. But interestingly, when we look at a story, and if we begin to go over it, we realize that the folk in a story, they say, were amazed by it. One of the shepherds, one of Mary and Joseph, one of the angels but were the folk that the shepherds told about that they had seen. And they heard it and they went, wow, it's amazing. They didn't stop and go, these fool shepherds, they have no idea. And I can fit's going on in our fields, but they must be doing something. They didn't know. They went, wow, 
It's amazing. There's these interesting moments sometimes with our faith where we need to stop and go, wow, it's amazing. That there needs to be room for awe and wonder. That interestingly is we kind of come up to Christmas. It's an interesting moment for we go, right, what do we do here? How do we work? As I was getting my hair cut as week and the boy, if I was cutting my hair, he went, Anakin, how to celebrate Christmas this year. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting sort of statement. He went, well, because everything feels so bad in the world. And he began to speak about the war in Ukraine, and he began to speak about Palestine and Israel, and he went, it just seems like the world is getting darker and darker. And it's really easy for us sometimes to be an incredible event or be some way, and when we leave, to turn around and begin to say everything that's wrong about it. That every Monday morning, in my meeting, we sit and we hear a Monday, a Sunday morning team debrief. And it sometimes takes five minutes and sometimes we're sitting there for three hours. It just depends. But without fail, we can hear an incredible Sunday. But on Monday, we sit here and we begin to pull apart all ah, the small pieces that weren't so good. The things that didn't really matter in our Sundays. And every so often, I've got to stop folk and remind them, now, if it did go do yesterday, if it happened... It was the awe and wonder. And it's really interesting. But every so often, just like the Christmas story, we've gone from we hit as part of the story, we've gone 400 years before God has done anything. And all of a sudden, He turns up. And every so often in our lives, we need to make sure that we allow space for God to break in so that we can begin to see the awe and wonder once again. It, Two weeks ago, we had our church nativity, and normally our church nativity is absolute chaos, and that's being kind to our church nativity. Without fail, there are barons standing on our stage without mics, say, speaking as quietly as possible, and the folk at the back are shouting, we can't hear you. And it's just, normally it's a mess. And this year, they decided they went through the nativity, and it was, it was probably the best nativity that our church has done for a long time. But it was a moment in order to for two of the queenies um, decided they were going to start singing. They were, we want to sing our, our they were, they, I think they were the angels and they were supposed to be glorifying God and they started singing. And it was a moment in our service where I went, wow, it's amazing. And God turned up and it was just us two little queenies singing us worship song. And I went, wow, it's amazing that I was sitting, because we allowed space, something broke in. That, Every so often, I am blown away by who God is and what He does, and sometimes I'm more amazed than some other folk are. Um, about six months ago, we had a couple in our church um, send us an email um, saying, is it possible for the pastor to get a phone? We need some prayer. So I phoned up a young couple to see what the story was, and they, had, they were expecting their first baby, and they'd gone for their second scan, I think. And while they were hearing their second scan, um, they had, when you're hearing a baby, for voice of kin, um, they measure the fluid on the back of the baby's neck. I have no idea how they determine this. But is they measure the fluid, if there's too much fluid or something wrong, and if there's right amount of fluid, then the baby's fine. 
I kind of figure it out how I'm on a fluid in the back of a baby's neck does that, but that's what they do. So they'd gone for their first scan and everything was fine. And they went for their second scan and they were told there's too much fluid or something really wrong with this baby. Would I came fits wrong, but there's something seriously wrong. So they phoned me and went, can you pray for us? Or something really wrong with our baby. We need God to do something. So I went, okay, we'll pray. So I said a prayer and my amount of faith is I've done my bit, I've said a prayer and I'll get a, story, I'll get a phone call in a couple of weeks saying everything's still wrong. Um, but in a couple of weeks' time, we got an email and, they got, and the email said, we went for our scan, everything's perfect. But we're still just waiting. We're still under observations because the midwives aren't really sure if this baby's going to be okay or not. So I was like, okay, no problem. We'll, we'll email you if a baby's born. About a month ago, we get an email with a picture of this baby boy, uh, Nikel Me Leo. And the mom writes an email to us going, thank you so much. God is doing a miracle. Um, this baby is completely fine. The only problem is me and his dad are shattered. Because unlike baby Jesus, normal babies greet. But came for the thing that had me in awe and wonder. It wasn't that God moved because I was in awe and wonder or what. But it was mere the fact that as I began to speak to us couple, they said to me, he goes, oh, we've been part of your church for the past three years. I went, okay. I had no idea. From the game of their names, I went, I don't recognize your names. We've been part of your church for the last three years, but we've never stepped foot in your building. I went, eh? They went, I, we, we're part of your online church. And I was like, oh, okay. And every so often, there's a moment of oh, awe and wonder for us where we go, wow, that's what we're doing online, is meeting with folk. Every so often, we get an email. We had an email for our wifey. And she went, I want to join your stewarding team. It went, great. The only issue, they went, the only issue is, I don't care what your building looks like because I've never been in it. They were like, eh? She went, I've been part of the church for two years. I want to join a team like you told me to kind of come in here, look at the building to see if I'm okay to navigate it. And we're like, oh. And every so often, there's just a moment of awe and wonder. That every so often when I encounter Jesus, I stop and I go, wow. That when Jesus turns up in a room and I feel his presence, I go, oh, wow. That sometimes we get so used to everything that happens. We get so used to the story that we'll lose the awe and wonder. I once heard somebody say that about Revelations 4, 8, when the angels are fleeing around the heavens and they're going, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. It says it 24, 24, 7. And I once heard somebody say that every time they say holy, they see another aspect of God and they go, holy. And they see another aspect and they go, holy. Because the truth is, no matter how long you follow Jesus, there's always something new we can learn about him. It's near the case on the first day that we meet him, we can everything we can about him. But every day as we journey and we walk with him, we see awe and wonder. So I guess my encouragement for you this Christmas season is, at fit point do you see awe and wonder? At fit point do you look at the Father and go, look, Dada, it's amazing. Let's pray. So, Father God, we thank you for that first Christmas. We thank you for that moment where your son came from heaven to earth, 
where we get to declare that you are Emmanuel, God with us. And God, we pray that this morning that we will stop and we will look in awe and wonder that God will make room for all once again. That God, that we will find moments in our Christmas where we'll stop and be thankful. That God, we won't worry about a turkey being too dry. We won't worry about Baron's greeting. We won't worry about all ah, that different things. But we'll look at the story and realize how incredible it is that you decided to leave your throne in heaven and walk amongst us, taking exactly how we feel. And even more importantly, that, that you decide to go across for us and give up your life so that we could spend eternity with the Father. God, we pray, let that joy and that awe and wonder be something that is instilled in us once again. In your almighty precious name, Father. Amen.